Welcome to the Prosperously You podcast, hosted by yours truly, Sydney Smith. This podcast is here to help you get out of your own damn way using mindset and manifestation. Join me each week as I dive into how you can integrate these practices into your business and life to elevate you into prosperity. We'll be chatting everything money, mindset, and manifestation so you can learn how to build the life and career you've always dreamed of. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Prosperously You podcast. Today we have on a special guest who I have had on before and having on again because she is not only just an incredible human, but a incredible therapist and doctor. Um, and this is Dr. Jennifer Anders. So I've had her on before to talk about anxiety, and you will find her on Instagram at the Anxiety Doc. Um, and one of the topics that I feel like is so relevant as we head into winter is how to combat seasonal depression, anxiety, and how to really take advantage of these kind of darker months and what are the best tactics to be able to thrive during these months instead of obviously kind of the typical narrative um, of it being kind of a lower season. So welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so we can jump right into questions. Um, So as we are approaching the shortest day of the year in like a week or so, um, what are your top tips for dealing with this shift into winter? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, I feel like we're like way in it right now, like in the middle of winter. I feel like this shift for me happened like months ago. But I I guess before I start sharing, sharing, tips or what's on my mind. I think I used to be someone who was so affected by the changes of season. Like I remember when I was in college or even when I was those couple years after college, when I was working out of the house and I just remember feeling just so impacted when the sun would set at four o'clock and daylight would only be a couple hours. I mean, daylight would be shorter Mm -hmm. and Like for some reason this past year, and maybe it's like, I don't know if it's working from home. I don't know if it's a shift in my mindset or it's probably a combination of a bunch of different things. But lately, I've actually been feeling quite excited about shifting into winter and days getting shorter. Um, And like I was just reflecting on it with my husband yesterday that we were like, are you like, are you sad at all like with the winter because like we both kind of like always would talk about how not that we would get seasonal depression per se um but that we definitely would be people who were impacted by the seasonal blues and he we were both like huh yeah like this year we're not really feeling that like that's great so I don't know I anyways I think that's just like for me, it's, it can, if it's hap if, if I would, if I'm someone who's able to manage the seasonal blues, i definitely think that any of your listeners would be able to as well. And I think it, um, maybe takes less effort than one might think. It just a lot. I know a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are related to mindset and things that you can do, um, activity wise, but Anyways, side story, tangent, 
I'll get into some of the things that I'm, some of the tips that I've been doing this year that have really helped me stave off seasonal depression and the winter blues. I guess like I, I keep on referring to them both seasonal depression and winter blues because it's a spectrum, right? Like some people might not identify with that word depression. Yeah. And so like when I say winter blues, it's kind of like a, on the, on the lesser end of that spectrum where it's like your mood changes during the winter, but it doesn't rise to that level of clinical significance or what we would consider to be depression, but you're still noticing impacts um, in the way you feel. Mm -hmm. But anyways, the first thing that I always recommend and that I've been actually making a huge effort to do this year, and we started to talk about this before we hopped on the podcast, but it's sunlight exposure first thing in the morning and not even sunlight. Like if it's not a sunny day, just getting outside doesn't have to be like first, first thing in the morning, but um, within an hour after you drink whatever you, your coffee, your tea, just exposing yourself, your face and some of your skin to the sun for a little bit, even 15 minutes, um, can do wonders in regulating your body's internal clock. Um, and so I've, this is something that I've like kind of gotten a little crazy, like about, uh, sorry, I shouldn't say crazy, like just rigid about, and it has really benefited me quite a bit. Um, I notice on days when I don't do it, like we were just talking about on days when I, um, just jump into work immediately Mm -hmm. and I don't get outside. Like my mood is kind of feels like cranky and stale. Um, and like, again, not quite depression, but just like, I don't know, cranky and stale is probably the best way to describe it. No. Yeah. So so context for listeners, I was saying before we got on the podcast that I have fallen victim to prioritizing I feel like everything work-wise before doing this this past week and I definitely feel like for me it's like I notice myself like being more reactive towards things like being having more anxiety less just like calm I guess I would describe it as and I think that's a really good point like I think in my headspace it's like almost this I I allow myself to like have time in the morning but it's almost like I don't know why getting out in the morning has never been a priority. It's like, oh, getting out and like actually doing things outside of the house comes after I finish these tasks. Mm. Like I allow myself to like journal and meditate in the morning, but for some reason (laughs) getting out and allowing myself sunlight, it's always like, oh, that has to be after like I achieve things, which is perspective that I definitely need to shift and take your approach of being more rigid with, no, we're getting outside. It's 15 minutes. We're doing it. Yeah. And I, I don't think you're alone in that at all. I think a lot of people feel like it's like a reward. Like, oh, yeah. I, I can leave the house once I get my stuff done. Or like, then I will be able to, after I was X amount of productive, then I can yeah. Yeah. reward and myself. Always, for sure. but yeah, then always, I feel like it's on challenge you. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Oh, no, I was saying Ben always gets on me about this because he's like, you realize you can like take an hour to go do whatever and come back and the work will still be there. Like, especially because I'm the one setting these deadlines and these like, you know, ideas around when things have to be delivered. So um, yeah, I think big thing being prioritizing your own mental health and knowing that, you know, you are not going to have, I think it is a shift of I'm used to wrapping up work at like four 
or around then and then having, you know, four more hours to go hike and do the things that I want to do. So I think it's, it is an adjustment of like the sun is going down at 444. So that's not going to work anymore. So how do you reorient your priorities for the day? Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it is a, a, a total mind game you have to play with yourself. And I think, especially here in America, I can't speak for other countries. And this is something that I wanted to talk to you about in a little bit, but we do have this culture of like hustle, hustle culture. It's like so ingrained in us. And so I'm really actively trying to tell myself that like, I can still get things done. I can still have a successful, productive life. Um, If I, even if I decide to take the first three hours of the day to just not think about work and just take care of myself. Um, yeah. So anyways, that's, that is number one light in the morning. The other thing that I did this year, um, and I actually haven't talked to you about this yet, Sydney. So this okay. is fun for me is something that I, well, okay, this is what it, it it's planning. Um, like just an enjoyable creative activity. So I start, I enrolled in this ceramics class and it meets every Tuesday and like very like tactile and, you know, I'm like getting my creative juices flowing and it's something that I really, really look forward to. And it just like gives my, like gives me a sense of like pleasure when I like think, Oh, it's getting close to Tuesday. Like not only is it like a creative outlet, but it just, that also gives me like a feeling of accomplishment and it helps me like counteract those feelings of like lethargy and low motivation. It's in the evening. So it's like, you know, when when five o'clock hits, usually it's dark and it's easy to be like, all right, I'm done for the day. But it kind of like, it also gets me out of the house and gets me involved with community as well. So that's been extremely amazing, beneficial for my mental health this winter. so anything like that, ceramics is just like one thing that I chose because I did it in high school and I really liked it, but it could be anything. I think the the offline element to that is super critical, at least from my perspective, I've noticed like, you know, it hits five and then I'm like, oh, okay, I guess like Ben and I will watch something or all, I mean, reading is better, um, obviously than staring at a screen, but I've gotten very into um the romanticy category. So I've been reading a lot, but I feel like having a social outlet is really good in the winter. And I know it can be hard, especially when it's so cold. Like I had plans with friends the other night and it was like 7 PM, but I was like, Oh, it's dark. It's like 10 degrees outside. I don't want to like get ready and go. And then I was so much happier after I came back from socializing. So after all. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Like I'm the thought of like leaving my house can be like, ugh, like I really don't I don't not feel in this today, but then exactly like what you just said after you end up doing it, leaving the house, engaging, like it you never regret it. You really don't. It's like exercise, you yeah. never regret it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, even like the other week I was had plans to ski with friends and I was, it was a little bit windy and I was like oh okay it wasn't a little bit windy it was very windy it was like gusts of 80 miles an hour <laughs> but I was like oh like you know maybe I shouldn't go today and maybe I should just stay home and then it ended up being like the most amazing day so I feel like yeah. reminding yourself that 
there's a reason you choose to socialize and be friends with people and get out of the house. And I feel like in this hermit season, it can be easy to be like, oh, no, I won't make plans. Um, but I feel yeah. like you're meant oh, really I love that good. example. Yeah. <laughs> Other things that I would add to this list, which I think many of your listeners probably already are aware of, but um, I think getting into a routine can be helpful. And of course, not like being not sticking to it rigidly. Um, mm-hmm. Although I, I like eating my own words here because the things that I do stick to rigid, rigidly are getting sunlight in the morning and moving my body. But consistency just helps to regulate your body's internal clock. So like making sure you're sleeping at the same time and um, to, you know, we like routine. Humans like routine. And so it can feel good to know what to expect when you're, you know, going through winter season. Um, sleep hygiene is another big one, big one. And then I also decorating and making your space, like your living space cozy and bright, like opening up your curtains and letting the light in, um, putting lights up, Christmas lights and candles, little things like that. Like they, on the surface, they sound frivolous, but they're, they're really not. They, there's like a, um, you know, in Scandinavian culture, they have that word huga, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not Scandinavian, so I can't really like, all I know is from reading about it and from like hearing about it, but it's like, there's a reason why people, there's a reason why um, happiness in Scandinavian countries is so high. Um, And of course, like there's reasons that are like their social structure and culture factors and social economic factors, but these are countries that have many hours of night of darkness during the winter, right? Like the sun rises at 11 AM and then sets at 2 PM in some of these like Northern Nordic countries, yet they're still incredibly happy. And so like, what, like, I think we could all take note from them. Like, what are they doing? What are some things that they're um, like infusing into their day that um, bring them so much happiness and joy. And like, to me, I, I'm like, okay, taking notes here because in Kuga culture, which prioritizes like creating a cozy and warm atmosphere with like candles and blankets and comfort foods. Like, like I said, they seem frivolous, but they're actually not like they're, they contribute to this like sense of warmth and coziness and togetherness yeah. and enjoying the simple pleasures of life. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you, um, I, I found this one creator, I think on TikTok, I'm sure she has on Instagram as well. Um, I think her name is Cecilia and she's like Cecilia from Svalbard and they have, um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like, I love I, Cecilia. It's really, yeah, it's so interesting watching her content, um, for listeners who have not seen her stuff. She lives in Svalbard, which for, I think it's like four months out of the winter, they literally get zero sun. So it may be like a little lighter at certain times, but it's not, there's no sun and seeing how much she looks forward to it. You know, most people in North America are like, what (laughs) What do you mean? Like, that's when I go into seasonal depression. How are you enjoying this period without any sunlight? Um, And that was, 
I saw one of her videos that was, yeah, you know, like tips on embracing it and making your home cozy was one of the top tips of, yeah, like Christmas lights and those things. And yeah, I know it may seem trivial on the surface, like you said, but I feel like I do feel happier when I plug in the tree and the garland when it's getting really For dark sure. out. Yeah. Like a little bit of joy. And then, you know, having candles that smell like pine and Christmas, like I get so excited to light them and the house smells better. And I just, I feel like it does have a shift of, you know, if I don't turn on the lights and don't light the candle, I'm just kind of like, feels like I'm sitting there in this like hole of darkness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you even said that so aptly, like there's this, like they truly do embrace the darkness. I know that was one of the things that you wanted to talk about. Like, and if, if mindset plays a role in it. And I think like, absolutely. Like mm-hmm. there's, especially here in the United States, um, there is this mindset of like a uh, seasonal depression. Like, I don't know if this is everywhere. It probably is. I'm just like speaking from personal experience and from, you know, the people around me, but like there is it, it, why I guess I would challenge people and I challenge myself to think like, why is it that I'm associating darkness with like mm-hmm. scare, like discomfort or depression or, um, you know, things that are unpleasant. Like we can, we can shift the way we associate this word or like what we associate this word to be. And so like, you know, instead of seeing it as like, you know, fearful and scary and depression and all those like negative traits, like can start to embrace like the yin aspects of it, mm-hmm. like yin in it, the opposite of being yang, but yin is, you know, embracing those like femininity and darkness and slow and kind of just like flowy and comfort and soothing activities um, and finding, finding comfort and joy in every single moment, not just like ones that are planned out and like, you know, orchestrated, but truly like in every single moment of your day, like how can you level up the joy and like increase comfort? Um, Yeah. And so like, for me, that's like, candles and warm drinks like making sure I always have a cup of tea in my hand and like just little little things yeah I saw this video also that was talking about like teaching their kids like going outside on the gross gray rainy days to teach their kids that happiness isn't only associated with sunlight um oh I love that yeah, I think is so important because I look back to when I was a kid and like, yeah, when it was gross, especially being in Columbus, Ohio, um, like, yeah, we still did some act- outdoor activities, but it was so much more happiness was always associated with the sunny days. Um, and it's like part of it because they're like so few far in between in the winter in Columbus, Ohio. Um, but at the same time, I think there is an element of it that is kind of like what you're saying, like almost taught to us that like if it's gray, that's how your emotions should be almost like reflect the weather. And I've noticed that in myself too, over the last couple of weeks where obviously up in the mountains, we've switched more towards those gray days and being like, oh, it's gray and it's not even snowing. Like what the heck is this? And it letting it influence my mood so much instead of being like, well, I can still go on a hike. Like I can still go do the things that make me happy just because there's not sunshine doesn't mean it's going to be a bad time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a total mind shit, mind, well, mind (laughs) mindset that we have to, like, you actively have to play it with yourself, I believe. 
Yeah, I think it's like I was on my most recent podcast, I was talking about, you know, blocking out the narratives of like the economy being bad and there's no like creative work to be had or whatever. And I think it's the same thing of like seeing those, starting to recognize where those narratives are and like putting a shield up against yourself and being like, no, the winter is a really beautiful time where there's other elements of it to embrace and I can still go out and do all these things. And every time you kind of like come across that narrative of, oh, like it's gross, it's the seasonal depression, like I'm going to be miserable for the next several months, really asking yourself like to combat that and being like, do I, have I not still experienced incredible amounts of joy in the winter months? Yes. Okay. So then why do I have this narrative that it has to be like this lower period of my life for the next, you know, four months? I like that analogy. I never think like, so similar to, to like that, I, that concept of blocking it. I pl- like do a, play a similar, similar game in my mind. I, I, not so much blocking, but I'll say like that reality can exist. Like that reality of feeling like dull and like meh and lethargic because of the weather can certainly exist, but I'm choosing to opt into the reality where I don't feel that way, where I feel where my mood is independent of whether the sun's shining or not. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can like derive joy from that internal source as opposed to the things that are happening outside and around me. It's like, a, it's just like an invitation to be like, Ooh, yeah, actually I do have control over how I feel and it doesn't necessarily have to do with what's going on around me. Like those things that are happening around you are just indicators that kind of point you towards where you need to work on yourself, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like another, I, which is so interesting that I'm, I'm like realizing this during the podcast that it's almost like another flex of how can I look into limiting beliefs that are coming up around this season? How can I challenge them? And how can I establish my reality in this season that I prefer? Um, just like you or like I've done for any other type of um mindset practice and reshifting and things like that yeah that's such a good point yeah I don't know why I've never <laughs> looked at it like that until now but um yeah, yeah. yeah. I, hey I'm having breakthroughs on this podcast myself <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything is an opportunity I I don't know I've been really like deep in this theme lately of like you know when you go through something that's hard when you go through a challenge and we all have that thing in our life right now that is giving us a hard time, right? Whether it's a relationship or something with our health or something with our body or something with our parents, like Mm -hmm. rather than letting that thing be like, this is happening to me. This is like derailing me. Like Mm -hmm. truly when these things come up, it's, it's an opportunity for you to, work with that energy and ultimately transcend it and ultimately learn how to be even more of the light to like embody the light. And like, I don't mean like the light as in like the sunlight. I mean like the light, the light, you know, like mm-hmm. the the truth embody the light from whatever you believe in. Energy. I think it's another, uh, just like another opportunity, like you said, to like allow it, to come from yourself, right? I think so many things in life, um, at least I used to, before I even dove into mindset work back when I was like 
22 working at a nine to five, I remember like everything was external. Like if something bad happened in the morning, then it was a bad day. And the rest of it was just like, man, I hate the world. <laughs> um, instead yeah. of, you know, as I grew older and being like, wait, I don't want to live life that way. I want to live it from I'm in control of my emotions and how I let things Im- impact me um, and being able to be the source of my own happiness instead of, you know, if someone did something nice in the morning, that means that's going to be a good day versus, you know, another scenario. Um, and I think it's the same thing. Like we're talking about with the seasons of like, you have to be your own source of happiness and light, not the literal lightness around you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, obviously much easier said than done because when you're having a hard day, like, Mm -hmm. like, I don't want people to think that this is like self gaslighting because it's, it's truly not like when you're having a bad day and you're in it and you're feeling like crap, like the last thing you are able to like do is to like convince yourself that like, it's fine. <laughs> you've got it, that, like It's going to be okay. Um, but like everything, like emotions pass through there and they, it could take, a day it could take a week it could take a month but this is something that I actually spend a lot of time working with people on and teaching them but like what truly what you resist persists I'm sure your listeners have heard that phrase before mm-hmm. when we don't allow ourselves to feel it and when we try to push it away and try to resist it, it just keeps on coming back in whatever different form that is right and so if we're able to just allow ourselves to just feel into that moment, then it is going to pass through much more quickly. There's, what is that show? It's like really popular right now on Netflix. It's about the therapist shrinking. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's on, um, it's on Apple. I, I, yeah. I, I know. Apple TV. I, think I told you that you yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. I think you might've recommended it to me. Anyways, one of the techniques that they, I'll just preface. I don't love that show. I think there's a lot of like questionable behavior, but anyways, I think um, one of the things that I I do love that they recommended is that technique where you just set your timer for 15 minutes and just allow yourself to feel everything that you're feeling for that period of time. And just like, let yourself feel like garbage for that period of time and like feel it truly like (laughs) let it sink into your bones. We don't, we spend so much time fighting away feelings that are uncomfortable, sadness, et cetera. And it actually doesn't benefit us whatsoever. So, Oh yeah. Well, I feel like the urge is to like, you feel uncomfortable. So you reach to scroll Instagram or social media because then you don't have to feel it. And I was definitely, I felt that I was feeling just off the other night. Um, And I feel like this time of year can also bring up a lot of like, shame and like where you want to be versus where you are um and even though like I've like it's been an amazing year I was still feeling some of those feelings I feel like you always think like oh when I get to there I won't feel that and it's like "Mm, no um there's other stuff emotionally happening that you're still going to be a human um and so I was just in it a couple nights ago and you know the first impulse is to like go read or go distract myself and instead I yeah just truly let myself feel it and be inundated with those emotions and honestly woke up the next day like completely fine and over it (laughs) because like I I love it and it's it's like so true it's not about and for the people who are 
you know, listening who are thinking, mm, I don't know about that. I don't want to invite in a negative feeling because that's actually one of the things that most people counter me on when they hear that. They're like, well, why would I just lean into dep- Like, that's exactly what I'm trying to get rid of. So why would I invite that in? And the point is not to just invite it in and, and stay there and to like live there and to muddle around in that forever. It's we invite it in with the intention of it passing through, with the intention of our bodies accepting it. And like you said, you wake up the next day and it, and it, you're surprised that it, the fact that it's gone um, and yeah. it happens all the time. So the sooner you're able to practice that of just allowing that wave of whatever you're feeling to come through your body, just the quicker it's going to be able to pass through. Yeah. And I think for me too, there's been an element of decision in that as well. Like, yes, allowing myself to feel it and kind of be at the mercy or like, you know, more so surrendering. But then I feel like there's also something empowering that's come through this year is like deciding, like, I'm going to feel these emotions. But at the same time, I know like deep, like a gut knowing that I am more powerful than the stories it's trying to tell, that I am more powerful than like the cycles it's trying to pull me back into and being like, I'm going to allow myself to feel these things. And at the end of the day, I like have this knowing and decision that I'm not going to let it pull me back Mm. down spiral, I guess. Yeah. So good. That's really powerful that you've been able to come to that realization. Yeah. I mean, I think it took me like a three-year mindset journey to get there. (laughs) Um, But it, yeah, I feel like that that was, and I talked about this on my last episode about like the big shifts that really helped me this year. And I think, yeah, coming into like, I'm almost like I'm done with this bullshit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel the emotions that come up because I'm a human and you need to process them. And like we just said, like, you don't want to like gaslight yourself. Absolutely feel them. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, okay, but I'm not going to let it pull me back into the spiral and cycle that I used to let it pull me into. Like, it's mm-hmm. just an emotion. I need to feel it's not a narrative that has to be the rest of my year yeah and like and when I would I would build on that by say by saying it's not like what if we were able to reframe it into this is actually helping me like what like the the like next level up from that is like taking complete control of it and being like this is in some way, this is a lesson for me. And to like start to see every sort of negative experience, negative emotion, negative interaction as that's how growth happens. As like it doesn't when we when we're just going through our day blissful, like enjoying our time, having wonderful connections with the people in our lives and going on dates and like, you know, our friends are all talking to us. Like those days are nice and we need those, but the, the growth happens when your soul or when you come up against these difficult times and it's like how you handle it in the moment is the gold truly. Like you, you said, you mentioned this earlier, like, are you reacting or are you feeling empowered by it? And it's like a micro decision you make in the moment. Yeah. And not not to go uh, on a whole tangent on Taylor Swift because we do not need to go there because obviously Jen knows how much 
I love her and um, could talk about her, but just wanted to bring up um, in her article for the Times Person of the Year, they were profiling her and talking about like, wow, the two biggest like setbacks in your life really catapulted you into the incredible position you're in now. And so like being able to look at those things that, yeah, they, they are miserable when they're happening, those like deep lows. Um, but I've never had one that didn't then allow me to come out on the other side with so many lessons. And I feel like if you can see that the top performer in the world, that's, you know, the elements that have catapulted her to where she is now, like, obviously it's applicable for everyone. Oh yeah. It's so true. And I've been, I've been studying this phenomenon, like not actually studying it, but just maybe like taking mental note and like thinking about this phenomena and like observing it in my environment and the people in my life and just people who I admire mm-hmm. and they all like they not a single person or I said that wrong they they all ex- have experienced obviously some sort of pain or traumatic experience or a low and they transformed it like that's that is how growth and beauty comes through um it's it's yeah it's not limited to taylor swift though she's a great embodiment of it yeah it's obviously not a unique experience um i think it's something that you can find in your own life and then you could find in every person who is extremely successful in their life as well um and i don't want to associate the belief that like in order to have good things you have to have bad first because i know that i've kind of like <laughs> allowed myself to subscribe to that and then caused almost like bad things to happen and thinking that i need the good to come from it um mm-hmm. but i think it's an element of like when you are in those negative patterns or you know darker moments i guess we can call it um to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that it's serving you lessons and a lot of time like how you look at it if you are in it and you're the focus is like this is so terrible and that's the constant narrative versus like if you start to slowly shift the narrative to what is this gonna like what lessons and what opportunities will I come out of this with yeah it's so true it's so good something that I've been doing lately and I encourage everyone who's listening to do this the same is whenever you're in one of those moments, like, you know, you know exactly what moment I'm talking about when just you, the pit in the bottom of your stomach, that O F moment. Yeah. To ask, to, to just like pause and ask, like, I wonder why this is in my life. Just, just to replace, if you can muster the energy to replace it with curiosity, because curiosity is, mm-hmm once is a step elevated it's like higher elevated emotion than feeling um victimized by it so if you can try to replace victimization with curiosity it's yeah and I will say I feel like it's not like you know an instant shift like we were saying like allow yourself to feel the heavy emotions and then start to question it I feel like if you automatically go from like this is terrible to like oh what's the opportunity like obviously that may not always be the healthiest pivot. And I was actually just talking to um, a family member about this, where they were going through something where they need to find a new job. And there was something blocking them from being able to do like the one role they wanted. And, you know, I was like, 
allow yourself to feel it first because it's really aggravating that this is where you're at. But at the same time, like there could be some reason that you're not supposed to do that one job that you really want right now. And it like there could be something in a month that was like way more aligned that you just may not be able to see now. And like, yes, allow yourself to be pissed and frustrated that and like feel like a victim for, you know, a day, whatever. Like, I feel like I, for me, it works to like put a time allocation on it just because I'm like, okay, yeah. we're, we can feel sappy and pity ourselves for like an hour, but then we're going to realize that that's not going to help us and shift out of that um, after it. And after you process the emotion, feel it. And, you know, like, obviously you're in a situation that's not ideal. So you're allowed to be angry and frustrated um, and then be like, okay, like, yeah, invite in, like you said, the curiosity and be like, where, what element may, or like, where can I look back on my life and see that if I wouldn't have, you know, had this thing block me from what I thought I wanted, that I wouldn't have ended up with something better. And how can Mm -hmm. I take that perspective into today? That's a really good insight. I, something that I've been really trying to cultivate in my own light. Like, so you mentioned, like you let yourself feel victimized. You let yourself feel that way. Pity party, et cetera. And like, I like, not that I say this is like the wrong thing to do by any means, but what I'm trying to realize and what I'm trying to like dissociate in my mind even is like a negative feeling emotion from that victim feeling. Like you can feel that, just that heaviness, that sadness, that just weight, that, that implosion of emotion without tying it even to a story of victimization. Like victimization, I would argue is not even like it. I would try to steer away from that personally, but that's just like, I don't know. I, this uh, people may disagree with me on that and that's okay. But I think the more we can get closer towards detaching a negative emotion from a victim story, the better we're going to be. And that you can feel yeah. a feeling, you can feel the depths of the negative feeling without it being a victim story. Yeah, I think, you know, as society, we've like so often labeled things. <laughs> Love oh, labeling yeah. as a society. Um, when that's not actually what you're feeling. And, you know, it's interesting as you start to look into the, like, you know, this person that I was talking about, you know, they're not necessarily feeling like a victim. They're feeling frustrated that past actions have led them to have this block they're feeling angry they're feeling maybe a bit of shame and that's the actual emotion it's not a victim you know yeah yeah so true thank you for sharing that yeah okay so final question i feel like we've talked about obviously like we activity. did <laughs> we think we, we covered all the questions um but are there any other um, activities that you haven't mentioned that you found to be really helpful um, as far as any other practices. I know you're big on what you put in your body too. And I feel like that can play a role into this season as well. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't mention food and I'm always so hesitant to mention nutrition because I'm not a nutritionist and I probably shouldn't feel that I can't make nutritional recommendations for people. But um I don't know for, I'm just going to speak personally. And like, I, I never want to give nutrition advice, but for me, when I'm feeding myself whole foods, real food, making sure that I'm 
eating enough, like 20, 30 grams of protein in the morning. Um, and like feeding myself like, you know, foods that are alive or like that they're as closest to their natural form as possible. I, I feel the difference. Um, and I, I don't know, I just have a sensitive system, so I don't know if that's the case for everyone, but that to me is a big one. And also eating warm food in the winter. Like I don't, that's for me, like goes hand in hand with feeling cozy and nourishing your body. And Mm -hmm. I mean, not just look, I love cookies and I love candy as well. So I'm not saying don't eat that stuff, but I'm just making sure that I'm putting the healthy stuff in my body first. Mm -hmm. And then, and then like when I do eat treats, it's not like, oh shit, I'm eating a cookie. Like it's never like shameful. It's always like, and I love this cookie. Like this is a delicious cookie and I'm going to eat it and enjoy it. Yeah. I I also, I feel like there's an element of coziness too with the warm food. Um, like I, I've made a couple of crock pot recipes and I feel like the amount of, like we were saying, it may seem surface level, but like the amount of happiness that I've derived from, yeah, the warmth and the like fresh ingredients that come from what I'm creating over the course of the day. And also just the smell of it, you know, in the crock pot over six hours, um, I feel like adds to joy and coziness of the season. So true. And we, this is another thing we kind of touched on this in the, in the beginning when we talked about sunlight, but, and this is easy for us living in Colorado because we ski and we hike year round, but truly an outdoor activity, an outdoor centered activity where you're in nature and moving your body. It's the antidote to seasonal depression. Like if I could just put a thumbnail and one thing that we talk about today, it's that like, yeah, there's no, it's like rather than reframing your mindset, you know, it's it's not that there's bad weather. It's that there's only bad clothes. And so making sure that you're wearing the appropriate jackets and hats and gloves and bundling up and just mm-hmm. getting into that mindset of enjoying an outdoor activity that's you're moving your body, you're in nature, you're possibly with friends or you're just spending time enjoying the natural world by yourself like these this is huge and for me has been one of the most instrumental things in staving off seasonal depression yeah I feel like I always I it's it's harder to get yourself to get outside in the winter but I'm always so so happy when I do um like Ben sometimes will just like take me out of the house. He's like, you gotta go. Like, I know your mental is going to be so much better. Um, and obviously having a dog who goes crazy, not actually, but you know, you can tell he gets wired up as well. And I feel like <laughs> the other day I was like, wow, I'm literally just like a dog. Like I need to be walked every day. <laughs> I, I honestly think that too. I'm the same way with my husband. <laughs> like how, when's the last time you left the house? Okay. Let's time to go for a walk <laughs> yeah and I know it can be so easy in the season like I said to like play hermit and just be like oh the sun's down guess I'll um stay inside and like not socialize or like oh I don't have time when it's again like how can and I'm saying this is someone who's been guilty of it the last week um of being like okay how can I reprioritize 
my day to be like, I'm going to get 30 minutes in the morning. And instead of making it the last thing on my to-do list and then being like, oh, the sun's down, guess I can't go now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And this, I think winter, I'll close by like giving this one last piece of like advice. But one of the things that I think is really beautiful about winter is that it puts us really face to face with the mind-body connection. And it Mm -hmm. really we have no choice but to acknowledge that there's a di- the, the the way we think and the way we the engage, the activities that we engage in can either promote health or deteriorate from our well-being um and I, I don't this is i'm sure everyone experiences this to some degree or not in the summer and the nicer months but i think it's even more evident in the winter when we are kind of naturally slowing down and our mood is naturally lower. So just it's an opportunity to really play with that mind body connection for yourself and just kind of like see what that's like for you and just see what it feels like when you don't leave the house for five days or as opposed to what it feels like when you start every day with a 15 minute walk in the woods. I guarantee you, you'll notice a difference. I don't know what that difference will be, but you will notice some difference. And so you can you be your own test subject and start to just play around with that for yourself. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on Jen, and providing all of these insights. And like I said, I even had <laughs> breakthroughs on this podcast. So I'm, I'm hoping that it has equally as um, positive of impact on the listeners. Um, and I will tag, um, Jen's Instagram account so you guys can go find her, um, online and stay connected because she is always putting out incredible content and also has a very massive library of posts that are insanely helpful. So, um, definitely follow along to her account and thank you for coming on. Thank you, Sydney. Bye.